0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi Jed, it's Bob Seska. How are you? Hi Bob, how are you? Great. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you pretty good. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's great. Okay, excellent. Yeah.
2: Well, let's. Uh... I, I um, I wanted to tell you something really quick first. Sure. Um, I I was reading about you and saw that you're sort of um, an aficionado on the Civil War. Well, I wanted to tell you that my big brother um is like and has been since he was a teenager a civil war nut i mean he <laughs> he he gets up at 5:30 in the morning i'm not kidding and just starts reading he probably knows more about the civil war than anybody else oh <laughs> so my like, God. like yeah that's great that's
0: Do, like, d- does he live out here on the east coast or uh, where is he located he,
2: yeah, he was living in Oregon,
0: um, oh, okay. but
2: then he just moved out here to the East Coast because my mother's turned 98, and so he's living with her and kind of, you know, taking care of her.
0: Oh, yeah. So
2: he's, he's he's here now.
0: Well, and of course, he's uh, much closer to battlefields now so uh, than Oregon. Yeah. Not, not too many Civil War battlefields in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, some, some fantastic ones down here. That's great. You know, I, I probably don't know a fraction of what he knows based on what you've said, but uh, but I'm certainly yeah. interested, and I, I've spent quite a bit of time at Gettysburg and a lot of the battlefields here on the East Coast, and I've got Uh-oh. an entire library of books, and I'm looking at two paintings yeah. on my wall of Civil War uh, scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah it's 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 an interesting field and uh, one that uh, is uh is kind of relaxing to get into strangely enough as as awful as yeah. it was. It's kind of nice to go back and say, well, you know, it, yeah. was, it things today, well, they, they could be a lot worse. We could be killing, you know, half a million people at a clip, you know. Yeah, uh, I
2: think that's what got him interested in it was that it was – he read in high school or something that it was the bloodiest war. Yeah. And he just couldn't fathom how, you know, our country could fight against each other. Like, as you just started – you know studying it but if you ever want to talk to somebody about it let me know okay sure he he doesn't know any other you know so we uh, you know f- f- fanatics
0: <laughs> oh well i'll have to sh- send him some links to some discussion boards because there, there yeah, are y- yeah. many, many many i recommend uh there's a uh, licensed battlefield guide named gary edelman who is an absolute genius. His Facebook page is great. He's always doing battlefield talks. He does a lot of the uh, the tours. He's based uh, in and around Gettysburg, so he does a lot of Gettysburg things, but he does all oh. kinds of stuff, battlefields up and down. He's also, a, 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 a I think, a board member of the uh, Civil War Trust when what they do is they buy up uh, uh, land and donate it back to the National Park Service to preserve uh, uh. Civil War battlefields. So it's, it's great work and, and great cause, oh. and and oh. Gary Edelman's just a Genius, but you know, Jen, it's interesting you brought up the Civil War because the lead up to the Civil War contained a lot of interesting, I don't know if you call them media things, but there was a uh, a group of people called. They were known at the time as fire eaters. And what they would do is they would insert propaganda into the bloodstream of the political discourse to try to get people to support mm-hmm. the idea of secession and th- this notion that uh, slaves were eventually going to revolt and take up arms against their masters. Yeah. And we need to do something now. And if this Abraham Lincoln right. is elected, then he's going to incite a uh, a slave revolt and so on and. And so it, there right. are parallels to the propaganda that led up to the Civil War, to the propaganda yeah. that we're seeing now on AM Talk Radio and Fox News Channel, everything you cover in your movie. Uh, so it's fascinating to see yeah. the parallels historically uh, of this. Yeah. And you yeah,
2: know, there's, there's all kinds of scary parallels, too, because, yeah. um, you know, like I don't mean to like overdo Hitler, but I mean Goebbels <laughs> <Garbles> bought every <laughs> bought everybody or or made all these really super cheap radios mm-hmm. so that everybody you know practically everybody in Germany could have a radio
1: Interesting. and then
2: just just the only thing that was allowed was like um Nazi propaganda And then they Another interesting thing About it is that They tried to make it um, They tried to sell it Like kind of like Market it like mm. Oh it's really nice Like they would In between they'd play Like orchestra music yeah. and.
0: And stuff like that so yeah you, you know, know if it Do- matters oh yeah absolutely and you know if donald trump was half as smart as hitler <laughs> and i'm not saying hitler was a <laughs> genius or i'm not complimenting hitler i'm just saying trump right, is, no. is kind of an idiot that he yeah. can't he doesn't know quite how to capitalize on the yeah. propaganda support yeah. that he's getting from all of these media outlets he's too busy well, demonizing yeah. the other ones that he doesn't like that tell the truth about him um yeah but you know, without spoiling too much, let's get into your uh, movie okay. here because I, I tell you what, I have been talking about your movie uh, for well s- since it was first made public. Because once I saw it, it was so prescient and so salient uh, in terms of defining, I think, a lot of the reasons why we are where we we are right now in terms of this um, mass delusion that I think yeah. Fox News and AM Talk Radio has created around this figure who is now President of the United States. And, mm. and, and, and really, your film nailed that i mean absolutely hit upon something that we're all witnessing we're all seeing and not just from a oh let's look at twitter and see all the insanity that's going on but from a personal point of view where you know we just finished with the holidays uh, you know i would imagine at least half of everyone listening to our voices today has a relative a close relative who's Mm -hmm. been indoctrinated Mm -hmm. by fox news channel so i just wanted to throw that out there just as a as a glowing mm-hmm. endorsement for your movie. I mean, it's one of three movies I think that people need to see, documentaries, um, that pertain to this era. It's, it's your film, it's, uh, it's Active Measures, and Get Me Roger Stone. I think those three movies are must-watch films to get a full appreciation for the insanity that's going on right now. But walk us through uh, your family experience, Jen, with politics and how your dad ended up being sucked into the okay. Rush Limbaugh Fox News vortex.
1: Well, first I'll give
2: a personal little um, story, which will give mm-hmm. some context for why it seemed to matter to me mm-hmm. uh, when I was watching my dad change.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, like like many other people, I was terribly bullied in in school, wow. um, and I had a friend a friend who <laughs> wanted only me. That's how girls were back in the eighth grade, whatever. So (laughs) she told our mutual friends that I was talking behind their back. Mm -hmm. And she told me they were talking behind my back. Mm -hmm. And my mother, thank God, kind of figured it out and put it together and suggested that I confront her with the friends. And I did that. And then everybody was amazed that she was lying. <laughs> and then when she found out she was lying, or I mean, when everybody found out she was lying, you know, she said to me, well, I wanted you all to myself. That's how much I love you. So so I, I was like, wow, people get influenced really easily without checking. Facts.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um,
2: I mean, it wasn't like that conscious uh, thought in my head, but it was there mm-hmm. as a very visceral experience. So. Yeah. Um, and my dad was kind of easily influenced. Like I I could get him excited about a story, you know, um, you know, like, oh, I, this, this salesperson was rude to me. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, or my brother could tell him a whopper, my younger brother and, and, and he'd believe it. So, um, whereas my mother, not so much, but anyway, my, my parents, um, Moved and then when they moved back to, they moved from New Jersey to Maryland, then from Maryland back to New Jersey. And my dad retired and got this part time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a long commute. He used to have a commute with guys and, you know, they'd talk about whatever. And so he always felt he had to make use of his time. Yep. And he always valued education. So there, w- there wasn't, a, like, a um, 24-hour news station, so he found talk radio,
1: mm-hmm.
2: okay? And that was Bob Grant. Bob Grant is n- known as the father of conservative radio.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. V- very much yeah. Inv- invented so much of what has become AM talk radio, was sort of patient one for all of this, uh, patient zero, yeah. as they say, Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. He was the prototype. I mean, Sean Hannity studied him. Mm. Rush Limbaugh studied him. Um, You know, he 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 became the uh, shock jock um, model. Right. Um, But um, they've since surpassed him. I mean, he he was like openly racist, you Mm. know, didn't didn't try and hide it or anything like that. So my dad, you know, was listening to this stuff every day and very slowly I saw him start to change. And it kind of bothered me a little bit, but um, you know, I, I kind of like my 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 what do you call it? My sensors. My I I, I was concerned, but not consumed by it. Yeah. I, I just kept seeing these signs of him changing. Hmm. And becoming very like rebellious. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Uh you know, like uh, I would come down from New York to visit, right? And he'd pick me up in the car. Uh, in his junk mobile that had all kinds of well, later on it had right wing stickers on it, but you know, he'd pick me up and he'd have his Manhattan drink in, in the in the in the cup holder. <laughs> right. And I'd be like, Dan, you're not supposed to drink and drive and he'd be like, "Oh, the government can't tell me what to do. I'm drinking, drive."
0: <laughs> yeah, but at least he was doing it with style. I mean, most guys would just take a beer and stick it there in the car. He, your dad has a Manhattan. I give him credit oh, for yeah. that. Bonus oh, points yeah. for your dad on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually I learned to love Manhattans. They made the best Manhattans ever. Wow, wow. <laughs> that was their drink. That and then and then wine later on. But or or you know or he wouldn't wear a seatbelt. <laughs> I'd be like, Dad, you have to wear a seatbelt. He'd say, "Oh, government can't tell me what to do. I'm not wearing a seatbelt." Oh wow! And sure enough, one day he showed up and he had a seatbelt on. I'm like, Dad, what's what's the deal? He's like, oh, don't tell your mother, but I got a ticket, a fifty dollar ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. No. Oh. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> those were the funnier things. Yeah. Um. You know, it it got it just he just got like more irritable and mm-hmm. angrier, and then when he um um stopped working altogether, uh, then he found Rush Limbaugh, um, and um it was right after you know pretty much after the the Reagan uh wouldn't sign the Fairness Doctrine into law, mm-hmm. and then the very next year, um. Rush Limbaugh went went national.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So he was
2: all over the place. So so um that's that's when things really started changing and he became a very angry person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I, I my dad was always um open minded. He talked to everybody. We were never raised to be prejudiced. I never heard any like bad words except he'd call other Pollocks, polaks, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, but n- nothing ever like, you know, like anything, yeah. like black people were f- foreboding, we were supposed to treat them with respect because they had been given enough crap, you know, mm. by white people, and then hes he's starting to act racist, sexist, homophobic, oh, all goodness. of this stuff, it was weird, it was like somebody took what was inside my dad, and put something else in there, somebody else in there.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Rush Limbaugh is fascinating as a as just as a character study because that guy, he started out as just a radio disc jockey where he was just spin records, and he is actually a really good broadcaster. I mean, a, apart mm-hmm. from him being just an unmitigated a-hole, he actually mm-hmm. knows, he knows what he's doing, and that's what's kind of scary about him because he knows – how a radio audience behaves, the amount of time they listen. He can time his bits based on that information, based on that experience that he had coming up through uh, music radio and knowing how to encapsulate a thought yeah. in a way that's Emulated. almost bite size yeah that you can fit into your head very easily and remember so he was really skilled and still is at, at all of those things and of course he's using them for terrible goals but uh right. but nevertheless I can absolutely see how that happened and it's interesting when I first heard Rush Limbaugh on the radio I thought mm-hmm. it was I thought it was a joke. I thought he was satirizing. So I thought he was behaving like trying to do like cuz I always considered yeah. Morton Downey Jr. like he was the first Morton Downey Jr. was like the first pundit, like television pundit I ever heard of. And uh, I thought yeah. Rush Limbaugh was just doing another Morton Downey Jr. act. Like he was just yeah. putting this on for entertainment or comedy purposes. I didn't realize he was serious. Yeah. And that's what's terrifying yeah. about it, isn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely, and I know um, I know guys like I I, I had a, a guy, good guy friend, and uh, his wife became friends with me, and
1: mm-hmm. she
2: came to me one day and said, "What do I do? Aaron's listening to Rush Limbaugh because he thinks he's funny," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh no, he's not funny. Get him no. to stop." Yep. And sure enough, he was starting to say, "Well, you know, occasionally he makes a good point here or there, you know." <laughs> And I'm like, whatever you do, it's it's quicksand. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> well, the whole thing that's built into that show, Jen, is, you know, and you can hear it illustrated in his callers. When his callers call up, they say mega dittos, Rush, which means yep. everything you say, I 100% wholesale agree with. That's yes. what mega and, dittos yes. is. Right?
2: And that's what my dad would say to me. And he oh, even yeah. says it on the film. Right. Uh, r- r- um. Rush Limbaugh is my hero. I agree with everything he says. Yep. And my mother says, like like what? And well, I can't think of anything now, but
0: I agree with everything he says. <laughs> That's it. It's that it's that and I and again, I you know what? I don't honest to God. I don't mean to insult your dad by by going over <laughs> these things. And and seriously, because I, we'll get to this in a second, but my dad in the same boat. Um so, but I mean, it, it just that's the mentality. Like, I can't think well, of anything specific. that's the specific. seduction
2: of it. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the power of it. That's the seduction.
1: Mm-hmm. My
2: dad had a master's degree in electronic engineering. Yep. He wasn't emotionally intelligent, but he, I mean, he he was no... He was no dummy, mm-hmm. and my biggest objection is that people keep saying about these Trumpers and all that, oh, they're stupid. And sure, maybe some of them are indeed, mm-hmm. but they, people. the biggest thing that people do not realize is that our minds are not as strong and independent-minded as we'd like to think they are. Yeah. Media is powerful, and there are those like Rush Limbaugh, Alex Jones, Sean Hannity, that know how to push buttons and mm-hmm. know how to seduce those minds. You know, like in my film, Steve Rendell, who is like a co-founder of FAIR, um, he, he, he's extremely knowledgeable. They would send him out to listen to Rush Limbaugh. And he said he was so convincing and sounded so confident that even i had to go back to the books and just check wow you know so so these people are really really talented they mm-hmm. know what they're doing
0: yeah there's a, there's a, there's a psychological trick to it right i mean there's uh, that's ultimately what we're Many. talking about here i mean they're using all kinds yeah. of we get, i guess we can get into fox news now because uh, after rush limbaugh came uh, for your dad, Fox News Channel. And that's really where they were able to engage psychology and trickery and visual imagery. I mean, to, to watch Fox News Channel in the months after 9-11... I mean, you couldn't, yeah. almost even if you disagreed with everything they said, you almost couldn't look away because it was just shiny right. and angry and let's do this in America, rah-rah. Yeah. Yeah. Rah, and and yeah. it was that that kind of attitude that they brought. And Roger Ailes being uh, yeah. the guy who essentially invented Fox News Channel during the Nixon administration. I mean, it was something that he talked to Nixon about, believe it or not, and was only yeah. able to... Uh, uh, actually, bring it to fruition in the late 90s, right around the Monica Lewinsky thing. I think it was after Monica Lewinsky, but nevertheless, he no, was, it was able to.
2: Before, uh, oh, wait, yeah, no, after Monica Lewinsky. But, you know, he, he was fortunate um, enough to meet uh, Rupert Murdoch, mm-hmm. who yes. had the money and the funding for, and, and also they had the same goal. They wanted to spread an ideology, mm-hmm. it wasn't just about making money. Because they're appealing to people's anger and emotions and all that, they were selling an ideology, and that's why Rupert Murdoch is a very, very dangerous man. Yeah. Uh, not to switch subjects, it's slightly different, but you know, each country that he's owned media in, he has managed to change the government mm-hmm. of those countries. Yep. And, yeah, and Reagan went and made him a, a citizen. <laughs> yeah, it's very, you know, it's very much
0: like there, there's a parallel. I think you can trace between the development of Fox News Channel and the development of uh, of the fast food industry that you see in a you know a book like Fast Food Nation, for example, where mm-hmm. they're able to tap into this psychological need that a lot of and it's really specific in a lot of ways to Americans. But they were able to McDonald's, Fox News Channel were able to tap into. Uh, the psychology of many Americans and really exploit that for all of the terrible things that we've seen. In the case of McDonald's, it's obesity and and high cholesterol and heart disease and 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 all of these uh, related diseases. And then there, with Fox News Channel, it's it's things like Donald Trump. And ironically, Donald Trump loves McDonald's. So it's he's almost the <laughs> confluence of all of these things, isn't he? Yeah, uh,
2: Fox News is like the McDonald's of you know news. Exactly. It's not it's not news. But, yeah, and the American people were um, right for this for very many for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I learned, which was there was a vast right wing conspiracy. Yep. Um You know, you don't like to say conspiracy, but sometimes conspiracies happen, Mm -hmm. and it it started after Goldwater lost. I mean, it started before, but really the big kickoff was after Goldwater lost to Johnson— Um, they were like, I mean, he got hammered by, by Johnson and, and the right was dead and nobody wanted to be conservative, you know, or right wing. And they're like, okay, all right, we, we, how do we, how do we hit back? Mm -hmm. All right, we, we got to change the media, but you know, so they started working on the media, but then Lewis Powell comes along, right. And creates this, this doctrine, this, this memo, um, which was like a call to arm for business for big business and corporations to fight back against this uh, social movement, um, you know, which was going in a direction that it was the opposite direction of what they wanted to go in. And it was it was this was um how to basically how to push the country to the right how to change thought how mm-hmm. to change minds how to change ed- education the judicial system everything and so you had billionaires funding this
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: with think tanks so the country was primed you know, a large part of the country was primed for this anyway. Education wasn't as good. Independent thinking um, wasn't encouraged in school. Um, think tanks were sending out people um, to deliver conservative, um, uh, free market messages. You know, then you had um, um, the the like Reagan, who was also um, painting like free market to be like the answer to everything. Mm-hmm um and so and then and then they were being deprived of good jobs like you know there used to be my dad was the only one that worked my mother didn't have to work you know what what happened is the middle class was disappearing uh people couldn't get raises they weren't being able to make um you know an adequate living yeah and they were angry and then some of the social changes were making people feel left behind and inadequate, especially men, because there's women, you know, white men, because there's women, there was women's um, lib, and then there was like civil rights. And so they were, they were primed for this, and mm-hmm. they, they had, um, um, you know, a, a vulnerable audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, and in fact, you know, with the the rise of Ronald Reagan and you know the uh, the beginning of the war on the middle class, which happened right around 1981, 1982, um, mm-hmm. he was really the 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 first big success story of what you described yeah. as being this post Goldwater uh, uprising of conservatives, basically regrouping. And figuring out ways to r- remain uh, relevant in the political discourse, where, you know, one of the other things they were doing, too, is uh, they started the practice of bulk buying of uh, books, where if a conservative author publishes a, uh, a book, then all these right. wealthy financiers will buy up uh, a, who knows how many copies of the book to propel that that piece right, right, right up right. the uh, the bestseller charts and, and to get it noticed that way. And so that, that right. was a way of... It. That. yeah totally gaming the system right <clears throat> yeah
1: and, and i got to so, put that
2: in my book oh, <laughs> and then well <laughs> so yeah i'm writing I, a book right now yeah a companion book to the movie so oh yeah and, then, and yeah so i thank you for reminding
1: me of that oh yeah that's yeah.
0: fine fa- I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're writing you're working on a book version of the movie i think that's great T- tell me about that yeah be- Because the movie originally
2: was like a three-hour movie. We had everything in it, but we're like, who's going to sit and watch this? You know, three-hour documentary. Oh, I'm
0: I'm raising my hand. I would watch it for three hours, but I'm a masochist. (laughs) I I like this stuff. You and
2: I would. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. But... um, yeah, so the, this covers more about the personal and and the political, like all of the little slow-burning coups that happen along the way, like the little mini-coups. It's kind of got a lot more information in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, let's see. I mean, some of the other things – I mean, some of the people who emerged out of that period of time – Richard Mellon Scaife was one of the financiers who – uh, was able to inject a lot of cash into this process of developing a conservative answer to the what they considered to be the uh, you know the quote unquote liberal media, which as we all know, even though some journalists might be politically liberal um they they don't bring that to the table that's part of being objective that's uh, objective journalism happens that way and of course the uh, editorial pages who are their bosses yeah exactly right and so these giant corporations are owning media and more and more as time goes on so what we're getting is this line from Fox News Channel, this line from AM talk radio, even going back to guys like Bob Grant talking about how um, the, the the media I mean you, Spiro Agnew for God's sake referred to the media as the nattering nabobs of negativism negativism. And so you know that was kind of the idea and you see uh, hints of oh this liberal media they're out to get us even during the Nixon administration. So yeah. yeah so they yeah. really they were able to accumulate a lot of money and 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 then this dividing line between oh look at that liberal media oh and we're not going to say anything about the fact that the owners of these uh, media outlets are all conservative billionaires and these multinational conglomerations right. and so right. on which is the reality of it isn't it
2: Yeah and and then they had even more reason to um leave out truly uh, liberal uh you know or left leaning mm-hmm. ideas or people that might speak about it in on, in political talk shows um you know because they could they they were like, Oh no, you know we're we're, we're known as the liberal media we we have to have more um right wing people on, and um they bent over backwards to do that. Oh, yeah. And like Edward S. Herman says, they were already pretty nice to the right wing already.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, there have been, a uh, you know, a couple of studies done with regard to the impact of all of this. But, um, you know, I think it, it really you start to see it take hold in that period of time uh, around the, you know, the start of the deregulatory effort by people like Ronald Reagan, even Bill Clinton, who stripped away (laughs) a lot of the uh, regulation that prevented, uh, uh, you know, uh, media monopolies and so on. Just fewer and fewer companies owning more and more of of the news, whether it's print journalism uh, or or television or radio for that matter, especially, especially radio. And so right. it's almost like Americans in a certain sense, it's, you know what, it's almost surprising, uh, Jen, that yeah. more people weren't <laughs> suckered by this effort, knowing the size of it yeah. and knowing the amount of money that was pumped yeah. into it. Don't you think?
2: Yes. Yes, I do think that. I mean, um it did, it did, those ideas Still got into um uh, like quote unquote li- liberal audiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I once heard uh, a couple times. I've heard like uh, liberals say, say liberal media, and and, and you know, I'm, I'm shocked. But it it is amazing. It didn't happen to more people. I I think it kind of um swelled mm-hmm. for a while. I think it. I think. Uh, I hope it kind of hit a peak. And, and now I think that there is um, people are afraid to um, criticize Fox. Um, I, I don't want to say Fox News. I mean, I could barely say news and Fox in the same sentence.
0: <laughs> right. But, it's, um, like, it's like saying President Trump. It's hard to say those two words together. I got yes.
2: Yeah. I can't. I can't. You know, <laughs> I even try and separate the sentences if I have to say president and then I have to say Trump. You know, I usually try and separate those sentences out it's so disgusting to me Mm. but um um oh so um yeah what was i saying (laughs) oh we were just talking
0: about this notion of the liberal media that really doesn't actually exist um, right. and, and how so many people have just been from from sheer repetition. I think it's been that people have been uh, uh, fooled into believing this. And in fact, if you look at actual yeah. media outlets, uh, you know, you look at any Sunday morning uh, uh, news show, or certainly on cable news, where it feels like every producer on these shows, every network executive uh, at, at some of these cable networks has been completely like cowed into believing that well even though this liberal media thing doesn't exist we have to cater to the people who are saying there's a liberal media otherwise we're just going to keep getting complaint letters and whatever so it's almost as if they yeah. capitulate to it without any reason to capitulate to it right
2: I I um I have faith uh, well I think I have faith that that people are starting to push back a little bit more mm-hmm. like um When I need a pick-me-up, I watch MSNBC because it always makes me feel like, yeah, they're getting them. Um, And and they are more and more talking about, like, look what Fox said. Um, And I think CNN sometimes does that. I'm not sure. But I kind of feel like we're heading in that direction mm-hmm. and i i just i just want my movie to
1: push it more
0: <laughs> in that direction. yeah I, again another another reason why your movie has to be seen by as many people as possible if for no other reason but to give us coping mechanisms for our relatives like for example i i yeah. mentioned i mentioned my dad uh, a few minutes ago jen Uh, Lifelong Treasury Department official, worked his way all the way up to be the acting inspector general at the Treasury Department. Uh, Brilliant, generous patriarch of our family. All the glowing things that you can say about a guy. Uh, But at some point, I would say somewhere between 2004 and 2008, he got Ah. looped into that Fox News cult. And the most shocking thing, I think, for most people watching relatives being indoctrinated is, is that they're otherwise intelligent, often sweet people. Um, is that something you've observed? I mean, what are some of the commonalities between some of the the victims, uh, if you can put it that way, of uh, Fox News Channel and that, uh, that propaganda?
2: The biggest commonality is anger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, around this time that my father was starting to change, I noticed a friend of mine um, kind of, like always engaging me in an argument, always assuming mm-hmm. that I felt one way about something and then would just say, well, did you know that? And then it was always something to the opposite um, the opposite effect of like mm-hmm. what I felt. Um, in, in other words, like I'll give you an example. Around the time – I remember my one time my dad was saying something like, he just came out with this statement, you know, there's no such thing as organic, really. And I just looked <laughs> at him like, what? 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 What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. And then this girlfriend, who later on I found out was reading Drudge. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. She she came up to visit me from the, the South. And we we went out um to to lunch, I think it was lunch, and she said the exact same words you know there's no such thing as organic really <laughs> and i and I'm like starting to put two and two together uh-huh. and then um and then another friend of mine um oh boy, it was around the time of um uh, uh gore and um and uh a bush mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. That was really, really horrible, that thing going on. And just the anger, the anger, like you couldn't discuss anything. Everything turned political. There was no safe subject. Mm -hmm. You couldn't talk Mm -hmm. about the weather because then climate change would come up. You couldn't talk about... History, you know, it was a born again Christian, whatever, because you know there were no such thing as dinosaurs, or they were six thousand years old, or whatever. So the anger was the was the biggest commonality I would I would see.
0: Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And and I would say um, just in my experiences, the the first time I saw a a crack in the facade, I mean, it was funny because I used to have lots of political conversations with my dad, even though we didn't entirely agree on things uh, because Mm -hmm. he was, you know, he's always been a conservative guy. He was never uh, politically mm-hmm. liberal, uh, by any stretch, but at the same mm-hmm. time he was thoughtful about it. In fact, I remember him saying that he was okay. going to vote for John Kerry in 2004 mm-hmm. because he was, he thought the George yeah. W. Bush administration was somewhat incompetent, uh, which kind mm-hmm. of understates it, but nevertheless, I'll mm-hmm. take it. And, uh, you know, I, am fairly mm-hmm. certain he voted for John Kerry in that election. And then, mm-hmm. um, I think a big event occurred in all of this and in, in this ongoing timeline, of this Mm -hmm. indoctrination, I think, and that is the the rise of Sarah Palin. I think Sarah Palin um, Mm -hmm. basically transformed uh, uh, sort of the proto-Trump. She basically became uh, a pundit who was then running for, you know, as vice president, running for presidential office. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was like the first time we ever saw a pundit-style candidate, almost like a Fox News host, but now running for, in her case, vice president. Um, Yeah. And uh, I know with my dad, the first time I noticed that there was some anger there is I remember Mm. my brothers and I were talking about Sarah Palin. And of course I was, this is in 2008 and I was, you know, saying some pretty nasty things about Sarah Palin just (laughs) as far as her, her incompetence. And, and my dad just let me have it and said, what, what do you know about Sarah Palin? And uh, we ended up getting into this argument about Sarah Palin. And I was kind of, I was kind of blown away because I didn't, I didn't realize that this, this person meant so much, and it was. I, there's huh. a there's a cultural thing, don't you think? There's a cultural thing in terms of these uh, these. Uh, I would say older baby boomers, younger uh, greatest generation, uh, men mostly, who feel yes. like culture is passing them by, like society is oh, passing absolutely. them by, and so they're they're clinging on to things that are familiar to them. I don't know if that makes right. sense, but that that seems oh, yeah. to be one of the reasons don't you think one of the the common uh factors here right
2: oh absolutely um uh you know actually steve rendell says that really quite well in in in, in the film um um he says uh they just feel like they're being passed by yeah um and and really if you think about it it's that it must be a frightening thing i mean for how many you know centuries whatever men white men were in charge and you know the the breadwinners and had this certain image and then all of a sudden pretty pretty suddenly you know within a, a decade or two they're being asked to change they're being asked to move over they're being asked to invent a new um self image mm-hmm. that's pretty frightening yeah. and um and I know that like with my dad he's not very self reflective he was intelligent but um, he was not self-reflective. Mm. And so I don't think he would think about it in that way. And I think that here comes like Rush Limbaugh is saying, you know, um, you don't have to change, um, you know, Rush Limbaugh and all these guys, um, these people are making you feel uncomfortable and they are, um, they're, they're just, uh, libtards and, um, <laughs> You know, poking, poking the, poking them with that anger stick.
0: Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's the that's the whole point behind all of these shows is to exploit this generational sense of abandonment, maybe where they feel like, um, you know, society and technology and how we speak to people who look different and 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 how we we coexist and uh, the interconnectivity of of digital media and so on. It's, it's terrifying. I, you know, I know to my dad, I think it's, it's quite it, frightening. And in fact, he's at the point now. fear is
2: at the root of it. The fear, fear yeah. is at the root of it all.
0: Absolutely. And, and did you get the sense that that was the case with your dad where he was just t- terrified by these things that he, he didn't maybe fully grasp in terms of the, the bigger picture, but, but which, you know, Fox News, Rush Limbaugh gave him answers for.
2: Well, with my dad, uh, n- not so much as maybe he felt a little insecure before mm-hmm. that. Like, how am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? But really, once he found Rush Limbaugh, it was all about the anger. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, that... like, yeah. Yeah. In fact, you yeah. know, I- I've had some recent conversations. My dad just uh, turned 80 back in November. So he's uh, a little bit younger than than your dad um mm-hmm. but you know he uh he has said to me on a couple of occasions of course we avoid politics altogether in discussion but um yeah. i have lunch with him every couple of weeks and you know the last time we we spoke about anything close to this sort of thing uh he was expressing some you know disillusionment about he you mm-hmm. know cuz he's a guy who re- reads the washington post every day but he doesn't know what to believe anymore because now His president is telling him that all of the stuff that he uh, once took on as a matter of faith, you know, okay well, this is on the front page of The Washington Post. It must be true. Now he's hearing, oh, this is all fake news. This doesn't exist. And then he's seeing that on on Fox News Channel all the time. Like he specifically watches like a panel show like The Five is one of his uh, favorite shows on Fox News. So. He's yeah. getting, you know, he's getting bombarded from all sides where he doesn't know which way to turn necessarily. He thinks that what he's seeing on Fox News Channel is accurate. But at the same time, I think there's still it's almost like someone, you know, and again, the use of the word brainwashing in, in the title of your movie is so perfect because it's almost like someone who's brainwashed, but their actual conscience is in there somewhere going help me help me get out of yeah. here how do i yeah. you know how do i defeat this Obviously, think of the star trek the next generation episode where captain picard gets assimilated by the <laughs> borg but captain picard is still in there somewhere and he's going please, please help me out of this this borg <laughs> facade I, i'm trapped here that's right yeah that's right
2: was he was your dad uh, reading the washington post at all too still
0: Uh, Yeah, I think he's still a subscriber. I think he still gets it. You know, I told him, I said, look, if you're looking for hard news that you can trust, let me tell you, here we'll draw a a compromise on this. Get a subscription to the Wall Street Journal or pick it up when you go for coffee in the morning and, and read the A section of the Wall Street Journal. You'll be pretty up to speed and you can't doubt it because it's Rupert Murdoch. It's the same ownership. It's conservative uh, at least on the editorial page. And I thought, well, maybe this is the way that uh-huh. it was sort of like what you did yeah. with your dad. I don't want to spoil too much of your movie, but what you did right. with your dad in terms of signing him up for some, uh, email newsletters and things like that. What I did is right. I said, try the wall street journal. Cause at least maybe he'll get some Russia news out of that or something because <laughs> they've been doing some pretty yeah. good reporting on the, uh, on the Trump Russia yeah. story. So yeah. that was that was sort of how I am trying to. That's so
2: interesting. To... All those, yeah, all those things do a little bit of good. They mm. make little dents. I mean, people feel like, oh, it's not doing any good, but you're introducing another thought, and eventually, it 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 might help.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you recommend uh, sabotaging our relatives by blocking Fox News on their TVs? Highly. <laughs> Great! That's see. That's I think it's the, one of the most clever ideas. In fact, I, I noticed you recommended uh, doing the same thing with bar and restaurant TVs.
2: Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I in fact, um, uh, me and um, Hear Yourself um, mm. we have created these Fox Off cards. Um, originally I created them for my mom because she lives in a retirement area in Tom's River and she would go into a doctor's office or a little restaurant and you know the old people would have Fox News on (laughs) and she'd be like I don't like that but I don't want to say anything so we made these little cards they're like the size of business cards that says um, did you know that Fox divides people Um, Can you kindly turn it off? Blah, 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 blah. So um, um, I have those cards on hand in case I don't have time to say something to somebody, whatever. But I'll usually say something. Um, And I encourage everybody to speak up and say something and not be intimidated. You know, they will be the loudest voice in the room unless, you know, you, you speak. Back, and you say something, and little by little, I mean, we have to um, um, what is the word not uh, stigmatize it? Yeah, we have to stigmatize it. And and there are some people that have written to me that um have actually gone into their parents' TV and um blocked <laughs> done use the parental controls, and blocked box, and it's helped,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: <laughs> so. I mean, dire circumstances cause for is cause for dire actions
0: <laughs> have you have you heard from anyone who's gotten into trouble with their parents or relatives for doing that or uh, is it pretty much no. have you noticed no. any results from it is what i'm asking i guess
2: um y- yes uh, there's there the, yeah somebody with their mother um mm-hmm. The the actually it was towards the end of her mother's life, so she was her mother became a, a much happier person when she couldn't figure out how to get Fox back <laughs> on anymore.
0: I just I, it is such a brilliant idea because again whoever sets those parental controls you're putting in a pin number uh, that you invent yourself. In order to uh-huh. block those channels. And so your your parent or your relative doesn't know the PIN number. Only you have the PIN number. So I can imagine uh-huh. the only way around this is to then call the cable company and what? Have them reset the, uh, uh, the whole system or something? It just seems like something that I, I know, for example uh with my dad if i were to do that to him and i don't have the guts to do it to him quite honestly <laughs> i know my bro- my brother also listens to this podcast so i'm sure he's going no no we could never get away with that but i, I know that he- it would turn into like uh several weeks of an ordeal for him to get the cable company to come out and to reset it and first to realize that there was a problem and then to somehow problem solve it but you know maybe in that gap of time Th- then he's going to
2: say that if yeah. he doesn't figure out it was you guys that did it, it would give his mind a rest. Yeah. Well, and he... then you could say, well, hey, you could watch MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he used watch to watch
0: Chris Matthews. We used to talk about Chris Matthews all the time. At least that seems like something that was his speed. But, you know, it's right. It's tough. Right. And and it's it's become this uh, whole dynamic, especially now with the, the rise of Donald Trump, has become so uh, difficult and, and it's uh, w- whether it's relatives or friends or what have you where people are <laughs> are not speaking to each other unfriending each other because of this and it, it just know. it feels like um, th- there's a sense of futility sometimes I get Jen because I feel like they're also saying well we're the ones who are the liberals are the ones who are brainwashed we're not brainwashed is that something that that you've heard because I, I yeah. yeah, because I, I don't know. How do, how do you counter something like that other than to say, well, you know, we have all this documentary evidence that we can show you all of these documents and, and, and news stories by reputable news? Oh, it's all fake news. It's all the deep state. How do we get around that?
2: Well, they created the perfect storm <clears throat> by um, one of their tactics. And um, if the people people can go on the website and see a whole list of tax- tactics. One of the tactics that they do is accuse you of what they themselves are guilty of. Nah. And um, I seem to notice like after my movie came out and I, introduced the word brainwashing not not that i was the only one but but it's almost like then they start accusing you of being brainwashed um and that is very difficult to counter because what it does when they accuse you of what they're guilty of what are you supposed to say no you are (laughs) yeah right you know it's like No, you are, but what am I? Mm -hmm. Uh, You you, know, so um, there's so many things. One thing that people can do is go on the uh, website of my friends, Mm hearyourselfthink.org, and they have a PDF about how you can, uh, with information on on how you can argue with people. You you kind of have to – deactivate their amygdala first because their—it's science has shown their amygdala is actually bigger because it's like the, the, the fear, the anger, the emotional center of I the see. brain. And um, so it, it, you can't like arg- argue back it, because that's just going to set them off. You have to meet on some sort of neutral territory but i mean as far as like an argument on twitter or something somebody says you're brainwashed you know just whatever you come up with is going to be fine you know even if it's no you're brainwashed (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. yeah right right right.
2: yeah i I get that i get that yeah yeah on
1: on facebook or
0: well, you know, and the the frustrating thing about this, too, sometimes is uh, with Fox News Channel, there are straight up news segments. And I'm making quotes. I'm making air quotes as I say news segments. But they try to do straight up news. The funny thing is with Fox News Channel, they they actually insert their bias and their propaganda into the selection of the straight news stories that they Cover on Fox yeah. News Channel, so even the straight up news, like my dad said, yeah. well, what, is there anything on Fox News Channel that you would approve? of? I said, well, you know, watch Shep Smith or Brett Baer, and and then I'm yeah. thinking, well, even Brett Baer is picking his news stories based on a certain agenda that they have, mm-hmm. and it's usually set up in the morning where they have a memo that goes out that says, okay, here's the here's the thought of the day, or here's the goal of you know, our message for the day, and uh, it's it's really sinister. But that I mean this now leads us to Donald Trump. And I, and I want to get into Donald Trump as being not only a purveyor of all of this, but it, it, to a certain extent, don't you think he's a victim of Fox News Channel where he, much much like your dad, much like my dad, much like so many other f- relatives... so
2: funny that you're saying that because I tweeted Ivanka, not that she listens to me, <laughs> <laughs> but I said... You have to see our film, The Brainwashing of My Dad, because I think your dad is a victim. Wow. I mean, we're, when he comes out with information that is exactly opposite of what um, his experts say, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the FBI, whether it's the Pentagon, um, say, you, you wonder – Okay, where did you get that information? Why are you so convinced of it? <laughs> where do you think he's getting this information? I mean, some yeah. he pulls out his ass, if I can say that on... Oh, sure, of uh, course. <laughs> on, yes. Um But, you know, he's also got Breitbart. He's mm. got Fox. He's got Alex Jones. He's got Rush Limbaugh. He's got these people that are, are, are telling him just the opposite. Yeah. And... You know, his brain isn't working that well. And so he just he doesn't stop to think, Well, who might be telling me the truth? Well then plus, you know, he's also got the the how mu- you know, we don't know how much influence the Russians are having on him, but oh, sure. some oh, sure. of these things they I'm sure they they want him to say too.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure the Russians, I'm sure Putin's completely satisfied with the fact that Donald Trump uh, yells at his TV for half the day and then believes most Mm -hmm. of what he sees on there, because that's all part of the disruption of American democracy that Donald Trump is engaged in right now, wittingly slash unwittingly. I mean, there's two things happening at the same time where Donald Trump doesn't realize he's doing it. And at the same time, he does realize he's doing it, depending on what he happens to be doing at any given time but um and i i kind of vacillate between these two points of view with regard to trump and that's either that he's he's borrowed the fox news pundit style and weaponized it or he's been indoctrinated by fox news and this is just what he believes being this otherwise empty vessel it was just a, a a a It was a wide open gap that he is able to have been filled with Fox News propaganda. And so he's now, again, brainwashed. So, I mean, it's either he's he's using it and exploiting it or he's actually a victim of it or it may just be a combination of the two. I'm not sure.
2: I think that's a really good point, and I do think it's both because you know he does um fancy himself a really savvy business person, and so he does have these um ideas that will just uh, if you're telling a lie, just you know tell it like you believe it, don't mm-hmm. back down, and so i I think he Sometimes doesn't know what the truth is and doesn't because it doesn't matter to him. Yeah. What matters is that he um, he saves face he, and he gets his point across and he's doing the bidding of what he thinks his base or the Russians or other Republicans want.
0: Yeah, yeah, and in fact today he was doing it on Twitter where he is now rejecting the assessment of his entire intelligence community. I mean, people who he has yeah. handpicked and appointed to run not only the, uh, you know, Dan Coates, the director of national intelligence, Gina Haspel, the director of the CIA, I mean, the head of the NSA, yeah. the head of, I mean, the, he- the heads of the entire, and, and they're saying one thing, and then Donald Trump saying, no, they need to go back to school. I'm believing what Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade said. I mean, that's literally... Literally what happened on, on Twitter this morning. He couldn't have illustrated your thesis better than today, which was right. Fox and Friends over, you know, the intelligence community. It's terrifying, isn't it?
2: Right. Like are they, are Fox and Friends, are they really like sending out their little friends and their little people into into the field, you know, into <laughs> Afghanistan yeah, and right. you know, into Iraq and everything like that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't see uh, Brian Kilmeade as a very good uh, uh, commander of (laughs) covert operations. I don't think he... Brian Kilmeade can barely tie his shoes in the morning. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think he's all that bright when it comes to uh, the the black uh, black arts or whatever you want to call them. But, you know, and so that's just the crazy thing. Because when we say, oh, well, why aren't you believing the intelligence community? Well, they've got an answer for that. Tattoo. Oh, it's part of the deep state. They're all everyone's right. out everyone's See, out together. And, yeah. and,
2: and and that's another example of them accusing you of what they're guilty of. Mm-hmm. Um a long time ago, Mike Lofgren um wrote about the deep state and it, it wasn't like a couple of Democrats and a few FBI. It was people that were more on the Republican side. And so so what they do is, oh, they're catching on to us. So we better start accusing them and using the word of deep state, um, because then we'll put them in the defensive. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, that might sound a little for fetch, but... Well, no, no, I think
0: it makes perfect sense. I think it's another way yeah. to, well, you know, here's another bit of propaganda that everyone will devour. Yeah. Oh, the idea of the intelligence community. Because what we're talking about are baby boomers who are raised in a time when... Um, there were tremendous abuses of power happening in the Nixon White House and that were all exposed in, in the Watergate era and, and in the uh, years after Watergate with all the congressional hearings and reforms that were passed. And so they're going, uh, well, the government is completely untrustworthy. So it's almost like they're they're predisposed to believing in a deep state conspiracy. It's just that it happens to be targeting this... Absolute dilettante lunatic in the White House, and right. you know, and then you have to go. Well, why, for God's sake, would they suddenly arise and try to take down Donald Trump of all people? Why, why Donald Trump? Why is the deep state? Yeah, because he's their useful idiot. They don't need to take him down. <laughs> That's right. And then speaking of useful idiot, I mean, again, we heard <laughs> uh, this morning, Jen, that mm-hmm. Donald Trump apparently has been calling up Lou Dobbs and having Lou Dobbs on speakerphone during like high powered oval office meetings so oh,
2: sh- oh you're kidding so, me so
0: yeah so Lou Dobbs can weigh in and apparently oh Donald Trump thinks Sean Hannity is too much of an ass kisser and his real hero <laughs> At Fox, in fact, it's Fox Business. Uh, Lou Dobbs is the the, the uh-huh. real go to guy for Donald Trump. It's it's astonishing, wow. especially you know, what Lou Dobbs is all about. But isn't it, I mean, that's again, every time I right. see a story like that, I go brainwashing of my dad. Donald Trump yeah. is a, another yeah. illustration of the brainwashing of my. Dad. It's so appropriate that you contacted yeah. Ivanka about that. Because I'm sure, you yeah. know, I'm sure the Trump kids are like, uh, yeah, of course. What's wrong with dad? I mean, this is not the same dad that was partying at Studio 54 and on television and so on. Right? Yeah.
1: And,
2: and you know, if they if they could if they could blame that, then they wouldn't have to look at him as being like a total asswipe. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. That should be his official job title, by the way. Uh, Donald Trump, <laughs> professional total asswipe. Um <laughs> Jen, let me ask you this before we uh, wrap up here. Um, yeah. What else can we do about Fox News and AM Talk Radio that's not already being done? Is there is there anything else?
2: Yes. One thing that I think we really all need to do is um, emphasize to um, our, our candidates and our elected officials that media – Is an issue, Mm -hmm. and that if we don't address the problem with the media, then we're never going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like, you know, you get those little emails like, what are your important issues? You know, and then you have like um, LGBTQ rights, um, climate change, um, this and that, and this and that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the blank space, I always say, media. Um, you know, there's it's, it's not perfectly clear what we can do, but there are other people that can work on legislation mm-hmm. um, and uh, strengthen the FCC, for one thing. Like, Reagan really watered it down. There were more people in it. Um, he took some power away from it. I don't know all the details, but um, I was just reading about it. And um, we have to get something like... It's like fairness in advertising, Mm -hmm. Um, like Fox News should not be able to call itself news. And then people on the right will always say, well, what what about MSNBC? Like, well, they at least don't call themselves news. It's political talk. Um, Well, you know, in fact, disclaimers, whatever.
0: In fact, I was going to say Fox News Channel um, sells to advertisers their primetime block as entertainment. They say, "Well, this is the, for, from eight o'clock until whenever. I guess eleven. That's a, an entertainment block on Fox, Fox News Channel. That's what they're telling advertisers, and they're not even billing it as news. But they're
2: not telling the, their viewers
0: that. No, they certainly aren't. And and so that's. I mean, that's one big deal right there in terms of getting that, basically, truth I mean, in branding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want free speech. You're, you're gonna have to
2: respect it a lot better and mm. you're gonna have to be um um uh you're gonna have to pay for that in a way yeah. like you you, you want to be able to lie okay well we're gonna run disclaimers across the bottom of your screen you know or during your radio show uh every half hour this is this is fiction um you know whatever this is entertainment um because it is like yelling fire in a theater. Yeah. And um the, it has had horrible consequences. It has divided our country. We haven't been this divided since the civil war. We're in a very serious state. I don't have to tell any of your listeners that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that the country is not functional and the middle class is gone and um poor people are suffering and you know the list goes on forever. The, the the billionaires are like in control. So um, we have to make our, whenever whenever chance we get, we have to make sure that we tell our candidates that they have to do something about the media. Mm -hmm. They have to address it. They have to talk about it, you know, um, about right wing media, Mm -hmm. not just generic media. They can't throw it all in the same basket, but, right-wing media they have to recognize what harm it's done and people have to speak out about it
0: yeah and in fact you know i've i've kind of recommended the idea of tackling am talk radio first and i'll tell you why because it's still broadcast Mm -hmm. which means it's the air it's You know, it's delivered over the air, which is Mm -hmm. owned by everybody and therefore protected by the federal government and regulated by the federal government. So it's a lot easier in the case of AM talk radio to reinstate something like the Fairness Doctrine, where we're not taking away conservative talk radio. What we're merely doing is adding balance so that public airwaves, things that we the air that we all own and share. That's Mm -hmm. something that should be fairly dispensed in terms of ideology it shouldn't just be exclusively uh uh, republican conservative rush limbaugh uh, uh, mike levin or mark levin and all the other (laughs) assholes who (laughs) occupy the am radio dial it shouldn't be just them there needs to be more diversity there and uh and so i think it's much easier to get something like the fairness doctrine reinstated for broadcast outlets Uh, whereas I think regulating a a cable network is a little more challenging because it falls outside the Fairness Doctrine, and you would almost have to invent some new way to regulate that, wouldn't you?
2: Mm Mm-hmm um yeah you would but until then we can at least um stigmatize it and 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 have um everybody should be talking about it Mm -hmm. i mean it it just every candidate should mention it like this is how they're in and the the rest of the media drives me crazy it's like when they Mm -hmm. wonder like well that thirty three percent how are they like that? Well it's because they're they're either listening or watching or ascribing to emails right wing yep. radio mm-hmm. you know there'd maybe be five percent of them if if we didn't have that yeah. um, the The other thing I'd like to mention if I may mm-hmm. is um right now we're running an iTunes promo where it, you can watch the brainwashing of my dad for 99 cents, um, or you can actually own it for 3.99. And we're doing this until the 12th, and we're hoping to be able to pay off um, our backer with what we owe. Oh, great! And so um, you know, it, it uh, if if we could. Uh, yeah, people could tell other people and et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Just In fact, you know what? I
0: I mentioned this at the very top of the show too to make sure you get some okay. uh, some some greater placement for uh, for the plug there. So uh, yeah, but I mean Thank it's you. it's one of those things I, I've been trying to. Uh, Promote it as much as I can on for for what it's worth uh, on my various platforms. Thank you. But I mean, just I guess one last thought from you, Jen. I mean, do you see things returning to a level of 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 sanity anytime soon? I mean, just overall, given uh, the climate right now.
2: I kind of feel like we are headed in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'll take a long time, and we have to be persistent. And again, media has to be addressed, but. I'm pushing for it. I'm pushing for it, Bob. Okay. Well <laughs> and and I, I do see it. I do see it eventually happening.
0: Well, that's great news. That's great to hear. I, I tend to be a little more pessimistic sometimes, but I, I, I get this <laughs> I do get the sense now that some cracks are forming and you know, given the the, the toxicity of the Trump years, I, I feel like um, the way this is all gonna end up is that Donald Trump is gonna become such a pariah that Fox News yeah. channel, everyone that has attached their names to Donald Trump are also mm-hmm. going to get dragged down to a certain extent with him. Maybe, maybe just in terms of their reputation. But uh, you know, given the nature of the Trump Russia mm-hmm. thing and and how Fox mm-hmm. News maybe somehow yeah. wrapped into all of yeah. that, I mean, there's yeah. a distinct possibility that uh, it's yeah. not just Donald Trump and Donald Trump's family that are uh, going to be a, a, a dragged down in legal jeopardy under all of this. It's uh, I, I think, think so I think many too. more. I think so them.
2: too. And can I tell you real quick, <laughs> um, my I I, I I i my thought a thought that I have. Sure. You know how um, Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh um, made like they they embarrassed Trump, and so he um, did the shutdown. <laughs> and they they were saying he didn't build the wall. Well, I wondered like they know they probably know that. There's, there's not going to get any funding for, for the wall. There, mm-hmm. There's not going to be any funding for, this stupid wall, right? right? So, I think that, that this vessel has been filled, mm-hmm. that they have done what they could with Trump, and they, they see the writing on the wall that he's going down in some way or other. He's wow. going to be tainted. You know, his usefulness is is gone. And so this would be like sort of a way out for them. Like, well, this is where we draw the line, knowing very well that that line can't be drawn. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank God for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's, a similar thing happened with George W. Bush, actually. As soon as George W. Yeah. Bush stepped out of the White House for the last time, everyone who supported him for eight years were going, hey, you know, I didn't really support him after all. <laughs> Oh, thank yeah. you. Great. I'm glad you came around now that it's too late. Yeah, um, but uh, I think that's going to be yeah. obviously the case, as we've seen with the poll numbers. That seems to be the case now where people are suddenly going, right. well, I guess all those people were kind of right about, Trump. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. frustrating, but I'm, I'm at least glad to see it happening. Um, yeah. Jen, Jen, where can people find the movie? What's your, the website for the movie? And how can people follow you on uh, social media?
2: it's um the um and uh and then uh at brainwashingdad or they can follow me at jane underscore jen underscore senko i can't pronounce my own name (laughs) um my my last name is
0: seska so i i have trouble with my own name too so (laughs) you're not alone
2: and then um, there's the brainwashing of my dad movie on Facebook. Great. Or as we like to call it, Crackbook.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Facebook Facebook is a whole other angle to all of this, Jen. And I can't believe we never got around to the brainwashing okay. that Facebook is responsible for. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, up, to, up until recently, yeah. But maybe that's a conversation that we can have next time, uh, We get together on a podcast, but I I definitely love to have you back on because there's so much uh, material to be covered here and so much ground that changes every damn day. But again, I want to thank you for your. uh, Yeah, I want to thank you for your brilliant, brilliant film. And uh, I I assure you, you touched a lot of people uh, who experienced the exact same thing uh, you have with your dad. Is your dad still with us, by the way?
2: Um, you'll have to watch the end of the movie. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> on that note, Jen,
0: thank you so much for your time, and we'll talk to you next time.
2: Oh, and Bob? Yes? One one question. Sure. I probably should have said goodbye first. Can you let me know when this is going to air?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And by, by the way, I'll also put all of the links and everything like that with the description under the show, so people will have something that, that they can directly click on uh okay. to take them to your social media take them to the, yeah. your website and so on and i'll yeah. make sure to get the plug in for itunes at the very top of all of this
2: yeah that's going to end on the on february 12th so do right. you think it would run before then
0: oh yeah this is going to go up today Oh yay! <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, it's going oh, up uh, as, as soon as we're done. I'm just gonna I record okay. the intro and uh, yeah, and then I I post it. It'll go up on our Patreon page, and then in about oh. uh, three weeks or so, it'll go up on our iTunes feed. Uh, after that, oh
2: wonderful! Yeah, okay, it was really really great talking to you. Boy, you're fun to talk to.
0: Oh well, thank you, Jen. So are you? I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> no problems.
0: We'll talk to you again soon.
2: All right, Bob. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.